and I am thrilled today to be joined by my amazing, wonderful guest, Marcella Schura. And she is fantastic. She calls herself an image and presence consultant. And you could think that says it all, or you may well be curious about what that exactly means. We're going to be finding out very shortly. But Welcome to the Boss Ladies Mindset Channel, powered by Crown for Success, the largest women's empowerment network for soulful CEOs on social media. We are a coaching business that mentors and motivates women to reach their highest potential in business and mindset mastery. Each one of our episodes will share valuable tips, resources, interviews, and empowering information that will help boss ladies design a life and business they're crazy as fuck about. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Be Free, Be Fun, Be Fearless. I am Dr. Rana Al-Falaki, founder of Light Changes Coaching, and I am thrilled today to be joined by my amazing, wonderful guest, Marcella Schura. And she is fantastic. She calls herself an image and presence consultant. And you could think that says it all, or you may well be curious about what that exactly means. We're going to be finding out very shortly. But how appropriate is this, given our current climate, where we are having to excel in be able to ooze our energy through the screen how on earth can we do that and Marcella is going to be sharing some amazing fantastic tips with you today about how to do that as well as we may well get on to how to declutter our closets and release some energy as well but most of all I want her to share her story so welcome Marcella hello oh, hi thank you so much for having me I'm so thrilled to have this conversation with you and your listeners. Yeah, well, I feel a little bit intimidated because obviously, you know, I, I think I have this nice video set up and I managed to present myself fairly well on Zoom, but now I'm speaking to the expert. <laughs> oh, it's fabulous. It's perfectly framed. I love it. It's good. It's good. I'm going to ask you because I used to, I used to have this picture. I used to have this picture up on my, in my, in my, um, in my dental office when I was seeing patients and I would, uh, patients would look at it and think, God, that's really mesmerizing. It's very beautiful. And so I would always ask them this question, what does this image say to you? It says calm, peace, um, tranquility, like Zen. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's different things to different people. So for me, because obviously it's a peer that sort of carries on out into the distance or, you know, for me, it says endless possibilities. Mm, I love it. Which is, which is, of course, where we are today. So tell me, my beautiful lady, I want you to tell our viewers a little bit and our listeners a little bit about your story, because it, it really is a truly inspiring story. Oh, gosh, where should we start? <laughs> um, you know, I feel like I was, bo I was born to do what I do. And um, I was super blessed since I was a little girl, I was playing dress up and I was fortunate enough to be surrounded by some iconic uh, fashion icons, including my mom, my aunt, two aunts, actually, uh, two grandmothers. Um, so I was really surrounded. I grew up as a Navy brat. My father was in the military. My grandfather was a rear admiral and then, uh, you know, high ranking. And my father's mom was a 
you know, she entertains. So she could have been Miss Manners or, um, you know, setting tables and teaching etiquette. And uh, so I was fortunate in that and they were fabulous dressers. So I learned from them, you know, starting at a young age. And uh, fast forward, um, I, uh, my mom was a ballet teacher. So I got involved in dance and was actually pretty good at it. I danced at Jeffrey School of Ballet um, in New York City and uh, then went on to get into fashion and uh, started, got certified as an image consultant. So there's a few caveats, I guess, along that way of, you know, life's lessons and learning um, that maybe you want to delve in a little bit deeper, I guess, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So you're a ballet dancer. I was. I danced till I was about 28 years old. Um, I wasn't professional, but I certainly studied it quite profusely. And I, at the age of 16, broke my foot. And that was uh, kind of the demise to it. But in reality, it was a blessing um, because uh, as I, when I came home from studying and living in New York City, uh, I told my mom, I said, I just want to have a normal life. And that's because I was surrounded by anorexics and bulimics. And there was so much pressure to be, uh, you know, perfect and perform in such a way that was a lot of pressure, you know, uh, growing up. We can so, relate that into everyday life, can't we? Some of the things you've just said, this need to be perfect, this need to, to be, and I notice it particularly in, in the clients I work with and with professional women. And you and I were just talking about it just now, no doubt we'll get onto it again. This, this, this need and this desire to be everything straight away and not accept that sometimes there is a journey to travel. That's one. And then the other thing I heard you saying was this idea of uh, you know, some, something that can seem like travesty breaking your foot, the end of something, and yet how actually it took you on another path, which was perhaps a, a more appropriate path. So how you can take heed and hope sometimes in what the immediate, when it immediately happens can seem like something so hard and so terrible. What, what do you want to say about that? You, you take the direction, whichever one you want to pick up. Well, you know, in that process, you know, i Growing up, I felt like I, I was very shy. I was timid. Um, I didn't feel like I had a voice, you know, per se. Um, and dance and dressing became an expression. It became another voice for me. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I studied so hard, you know, in dance. And I really loved it. And um, But it was... Um, you know, I learned so many wonderful things about discipline and, but it was, uh, again, you know, the body image issue. My, my uh, dance teacher told me I was fat, you know, like if anybody's related to anybody as a child or even as an adult where they judge us based on our appearance or our body image or the, it affects the way that we feel about ourselves internally, you know, so, um, I had to go through quite a process to overcome that. I mean, fortunately, I, I did not struggle with anorexia or bulimia, but certainly I was uh, pretty focused on um, eating or not eating, you know, so um, it, 
you know, leads into, you know, the way that you look at yourself in the mirror and uh, the way that you dress and the way that you present yourself. So there's a lot of internal things that go along with that whole process, you know, so stepping out of those and overcoming them to be the best I, that I believe is what led me into, you know, getting into fashion and um, kind of fast forward with that. I was a buyer in the fashion industry. I helped this man build. I, I worked and took a lateral move to a smaller company to help this man build his business from the ground up. And sure enough, he showed up with a locksmith one day and shut the business down. And I was in my 20s and no family around. You know, I had to put food on the table and pay the bills. And um, that became my plan B. And I had gotten certified as an image consultant. So um, I was really fortunate to have that kind of in my back pocket, but certainly it was not a salaried position. So if it was to be, it was up to me. So uh, it was, you know, it was a difficult time, but I think it was that turning point. Another, another turning point is that I said, you know what, I'd rather be in control of my own destiny than having to rely on someone else. So it was a big pivotal point in my career. And, um, you know, helping me to build the confidence to, to move forward. So it all layers on top of each other, you know. So how did you do that? How did I do, make the transition or? I mean, because obviously you have to tell yourself, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm better off on my own. I don't want to have to rely on anybody else. Uh, and there are a lot of people who will be in that position who may want to go, you know, become an entrepreneur, set up their own businesses. How... How did you go from the feeling of, okay, well, actually, I, I, I'm better off by myself to actually doing it? Because you built an incredibly successful business. Yes, I did. So, okay, so here, and I talk about this in my book. Um, uh, it's actually called Conversations That Make a Difference. And uh, it's a chapter in this uh, very inspiring book with other authors, but my particular chapter, I talk about um, three key things. And basically, um, I'm going to digress for one second. I'll back it up and then we'll come back to what those are. But um, I remember when that happened, I was devastated. And at the time um, when I lost that job, uh, you know, it looked, my future looked bleak. And of course you're in your twenties. So, you know, it's like the hope and all your dreams are, you know, crushed. And I was, uh, I had one of my best friends was my roommate and she uh, was in commercial real estate. And she looked at me cause she was a master at negotiating. Right. So she said, I had an offer from another company that approached me because I was successful in that industry at a big book, et cetera. And she said, you know, I said, I don't want to work for anybody else anymore. This, you know, this is not the deal. And she said, well, make a list of everything that you want. Um, if you're going to go in there and they want you to work there, you know, what would that look like? And so I sat down with my pen and paper and I wrote out like, I only want to work four days a week. I want to be out of there by four o'clock. I want to be able to take you know, time off when I, I mean, I made this laundry list that was crazy. I want full health benefits, you know, I'm here in the US. So um, I want yada, yada, you know, I want this much salary. And, uh, and so I went in and I told them what I wanted and they go, okay, when can you start? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> 
And, you know, I set that up because I knew I wanted to create this business of my own and, you know, to have that transition of to be able to have, um, because I definitely recommend if you're thinking about making the leap, you know, make sure that you have some flow of income coming in, you know, whatever that might look like. Um, And I can fast forward to another story later, but, uh, you know, have that flow because you never want to be under too much pressure that it comes across the energy when you're working with clients that you have to make that money or anything. So um, one, make the list of, you know, no shame, no, no bars held, just write it all out exactly what you want and be clear on it. And you, I just want to just, just reiterate on that because it's so important. The, the, the not coming from a place of lack and that we can tell ourselves very confidently, I'm fine and I want all of this. And, you know, and as we're speaking to people, we can seem demanding, but when there isn't that little safety net, we energetically, exactly as you said, come from a place of lack, uh, uh, which can almost come across as desperate. And so even though our words may not be desperate, it can be felt by other people, right? But, and, I'm just going to pick you up on one point before we carry on. There might be some people who who don't have another stream of income, who really can't create another stream of income. And obviously, you know, we talk about the law of attraction and manifestation and about needing to come from places as if it was already there. What tip would you give to someone who really has no other way of any other income and this is it? Right. Well, it's, I believe it's all about daily rituals and getting in the right mindset. And that becomes a daily practice that um, you must do. And, you know, I'll, I'll have another story here, too, that in my early 20s, I was exposed to a woman who, this was before the law of attraction, before we knew any of this stuff. So I'm 57 right now. So that kind of gives you a, a, a where where we are, but um, she did this prosperity course, and um, it, she was t- trained by Dale Carnegie, and she talked about um, the power of money, the power of affirmations, the power of thought. So I learned a lot from her at a very young age, and when I got put in that position, I really started practicing that. I, my favorite book in the world was, is Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. And so that became kind of my little Bible and writing a journal with my affirmations of who I wanted to attract and what it looked like. And so, you know, that's a really important piece. So like you said, it, that you don't come across with that opposite energy of being desperate or in lack you know you have to get really grounded and centered to be able to move forward um, in that so i hope that gives you a little yeah, yeah exactly exactly so affirmations journaling to start to feel as if what you desire is here right right now and even that will help you even if you don't yeah. have it in the bank account okay wonderful so i digress so we're going to come back so number one was go all out You've written your, you've written your list. You're happy to make your demands. That's number one. Okay. Yes. Yes. Definitely. That's number number one. one. First tip in the book. That's the first tip. Um, actually, you know, the first, the first tip in the book is around, uh, yeah. So we have, it's called, uh, lock the door, unlock the possibilities. And so, um, number one is, 
always be open to the possibilities of having new conversations and get clear on what you want. So um, you never know. I mean, look, we met on a, a JV mat virtual mastermind and oh my gosh, we've had so much fun in these wonderful conversations and you never know what, where it's going to lead. So always be open. Um, I think this brings us kind of, because we digress for a second, moves us forward to what happened next is um, I met a man and that's a whole story too. I wrote out the perfect ideal man that I wanted to meet. And he asked me to dance in a bar and we've been married for 27 years. So, <laughs> so um, anyway, I, when I met him, we, he was um, living in Atlanta, Georgia, where I was, and he was graduating chiropractic school and moving. So I'm like, ah, I broke up with him. I'm like, I'm not moving to Florida. I, you know, I don't, you know, so anyway, long story short, we dated long distance for 14 months as I worked at this other company, right? And then um, after he passed the boards and uh, said, move down, you know, we knew we could practice. I remember packing up my, tr the truck and the moving truck and crying the whole way down there, scared as you know what. I was shaking in my boots, like, what am I doing? You know, all my friends thought I was crazy because I didn't get engaged, but I was like, I need to live in the same town because it was 14 months. So um, anyway, I moved down there. I knew him, his uh, parents, and one acquaintance from Atlanta, and that was it. And meanwhile, he had no money. I had no money. I had two quarters to rub together and um, got an apartment um, because he had to go through his internship. He wasn't making any money. So um, again, practicing my daily rituals and my think and grow rich, the visualization of what I wanted and creating my image consulting business down there. And these conversations that I talk about, you know, being open to what's possible, um, I became the net, we didn't have the internet then. So I had to go to, you know, chamber and, um, you know, I, I'd look in the newspaper and see the, the events and I call them up and say, oh, hi, um, I'm a professional speaker. <laughs> um, and can I come talk to your group? You know, and I go shaking in my boots, not knowing what I was doing, but I knew what I wanted to create. So, you know, it, that really brings us to, you know, feel the fear and just do it anyway. So for those that are thinking about the entrepreneurial thing, you know, you just have to be open to those conversations. You have to stand your ground, be clear on what you want. Um, visualize it like to the detail, like even what, like I do this uh, million dollar style and vision board event that um, I work with my clients on. That's super fun because it's about envisioning uh, yourself in that situation where you're attracting your ideal client or your mate or, you know, whatever it is that you desire. And like, what are you wearing? Who, how are you showing up as the best version of yourself, you know, so that you can, you know, be the magnet for your success. So it all goes together, you know? So um, anyway, I feel like I'm kind of rambling on. I, I can just go on. Yeah, that's pretty Number one, I mean, they all the stories interlink, which I mean, the stories just help people relate anyway. So our first one is we have to be completely clear on what it is you desire and be so open to having those conversations. So don't shut anybody down, right? Because you never know where it might, it might lead. But obviously in that, there's an element of trusting your instinct and so on, but, but just go with it, be clear, visualize it, 
and go for it. So that's number one. Number two. Absolutely, definitely. So number two is always look the part. You never know who you will meet. Here we go. So, so right? tell yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, and I'm going to bring it into perspective to today. I have two scenarios. One, think about it. When was the last time you um, jumped on a Zoom call? You know, maybe you're in a networking event or um, whatever, and you're thinking, ah, you know, I just want to be comfortable today. You know, here we are in quarantine and, um, and a lot of other people are doing that too. But, you know, here you have this gallery of people all across the screen. You cannot hide in the back of the room. You know what I mean? You're gonna be front and center. And so maybe you know everybody there, maybe you don't, but this is really your opportunity to shine if you really think about it. Um, and if you're going, if you are in a work situation right now and maybe your boss or the owner CEO is going to show up, which they never maybe would have done that in a meeting before. Um, now they're going to come present. And if you're not showing up as your best, uh, it says a lot about you. You know, you've got seven seconds to make a first impression. They form 11 different opinions about you. I mean, it, it, it's terrible that people judge us that way, but it's true. So you can either choose to get bored or not. Tell me more about that. What, tell me about the 11 seconds, or seven seconds or 11? So seven, seven seconds, seconds yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, seven no, seconds, no, 11 no, different. I'm really curious to know more about that. Well, you know, it's the obvious, you know, what's your gender, but it's also like what's your socioeconomic um, status, what your educational level is, what's your economic, you know, all those things. It, it, bottom line, is this person successful or not? You know, are they educated, you know, well-educated or not? Are they um, trustworthy or not? Do I like them enough that I'd be open to maybe doing business or having a conversation? Those things are made so nano. So, um, so we want to put our best foot forward. And whether you're virtually on a Zoom, um, it doesn't mean you have to be all glamified. Of course, I got glamified because I'm t speaking to you today and about this. So, um, but. Just be your, you know, comb, comb your hair, put a little bit of makeup on, you know, wear a solid color and something that looks nice on you. Make sure that your background is clean and um, professional and not distracting. Um, take those little steps because those are all the little things that will propel you to be forward and help you to get noticed. So if you come across, you know, in communicating and visually, because remember 55% is done before we speak a word, you know, then it's like 7% the tone and the, you know, so um, it's important that we aesthetically come across that way just to get past the barriers, right? Yeah, yeah, because so, once you start having the conversation that of course we were gonna be open to, you can make another impression. And, and, and that was something I wanted to bring up because there are bound to be skeptics who will sit there and say, oh, it shouldn't, you know, I, I'm not interested. If someone's going to judge me in my, on my appearance, then they're not worth being in my life. So how can we get past that? I'm so glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, here's the, it's a fact, you know, you can either choose or choose not. We, the most important thing is that we have to be authentic to who we are, right? 
And um, it's really important that we show up. Um, we just want to be the best version of ourselves. We have to be real, you know? So it's not like you're going to get all dressed up like a doll because that's not who you are. But, um, you know, wearing the best colors that make your skin glow and make you look younger and your eyes twinkle and your, your uh, smile, uh, you know, brighten, um, just gives you an opportunity to radiate your, your brilliance, you know. So um, you can take it or leave it, but, it, you know, it's a fact. So especially in a, in a new situation. So, for example, if... Oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say... Um, so also let's not forget that you might, you might be on this massive gallery on a Zoom call with you know, 20 people who are all appearing on the screen. And if you're just sitting there looking like this, because it's body language as well as the makeup and the hair and things as well. So if you're just sitting there going like this and picking up your phone and, and being distracted and, and you know, not holding your body upright and not focusing on the camera, of course, you might not want to say anything, but so it's not just the makeup and the hair, is it? It's, it's, it's people's perception is that, well, you're obviously not interested in what I've got to say, or you're not getting attention. You're not giving me attention. So frankly, you're not worth my attention, right? Exactly. And so that brings me to, as an image and presence consultant, I work with the whole person. It's not just about appearance. It's the ABCD. So it's appearance, behavior, communication, verbal and non, and then your digital presence as well, because now that's like a whole thing, right? So we have to take in the whole person. Um, if you show up, like you said, and you're here and you're not making that contact, then the person's gonna come to conclusions around, well, you know, are they not 100% present? You know, you know what is, happening you know or if they're not attuned to details if you show up and you have a big old messy background and they're thinking about you to hire you or they're like are they gonna you know because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything right so everything that you you know mimics of a messy background well is that how they're going to do their work are they late all the time does that mean they're not going to show up to work or be timely on the project it's those little things that um, can impact the whole person. So it's not just about looking pretty at all. So um, yeah, it's important to emphasize. That's just a piece of the pie. If you look, we'll look at that. Yeah, but and then again, in the same respect, you know, if I if I come on screen and I look like I haven't made any effort with my appearance and I've just turned up as a scruff bag and a <laughs> goodness knows, yeah, during lockdown, how many of us were in tracksuit bottoms and eventually, you know, the tracksuit bottoms didn't fit. I'm, I'm pleased to say I wasn't one of them, but, <laughs> but it happened um, for a lot of people. So again, it's just it's it's unfortunately people will make that judgment about you, and they may judge you on the basis of if you can't be bothered to make an effort, even in this situation, then what does that say about say they want to hire you for their clients or they want to hire you for themselves? You know, if, if you're not willing to make the effort, how isn't it not a bit hypocritical that you're trying to get me to? It's that kind of thing, isn't it? So how many seconds for people to make that judgment? Seven seven seconds to make that first impression i love it before we continue on that i just want to i just want to go we, we just so that we've gone full circle on the the chapter of your book the conversations that make a difference so we had we had we obviously had number one be clear on what you want and be open to the conversations 
And number two was? Is um, always look the part. You never know, you know. Yep. Where, so gonna, whether We're going to go into that more in a minute because um, I'd really yeah. love to break down those four steps you were talking about. And then number three, just so we complete that bit. Is do what scares you and take risks. Which of course where a coach can come in where a consultant can come in through somebody even if you need us to hold your hand once you work out what it is to just overcome those fears and go for it which is a huge massive subject on its own so we oh, may not have time to go on to that we may not okay wonderful so and you said that that chapter in that book as well which is available on amazon right yeah, so put it up, put it up on the screen so we can have a look at it. Conversations that make a difference. Conversations that make a difference. And that, and it, it describes your story to some extent as well. Which goes yeah, it's a little story for sure. Yeah, but our stories are what makes us because it shows where our drive has come from, where our purpose has come from and where our passions lie. And usually when we're then in alignment, it's usually because we're living by those passions, which you quite clearly are. You know, yes, you had a, a you had an inkling with the ballet dancing and the imaging consultancy, but it, but it, it led you on to, to, to a very, very successful career because you were in alignment with your passions and your purpose, which is so important, right? So where would you like yeah. to go? We've got, God, we've got so many things to talk about. Do you want to break down those four steps a little bit more? Or would you like to talk more about, um, I know you've got a free gift that you want to offer us as well, about 10 tips of elevating your virtual image. So where would you like to oh, go? Oh, God, we can talk about many different things. Um, well, we kind of touched a little bit on the, the Zoom presence and the importance of that, you know. Um, I think, you know, it's just something, it's another, here's what I, I, I the way I look at it, is think of image as a tool in your toolbox. You know, it's just like you have a, your, your degree or your certifications or whatever those you know, accreditations are, um, you know, for your business or your life that you, in your journey, just think of having aware self-awareness around the way that you show up and the way that you present yourself is just one extra mm, coat of armor, if you will, just to allow you to um, show up and get noticed. Because if we talk about the law of of, um, magnetism or attraction like I because of my business and uh, so I built um, in the cosmetics and skincare industry as an image you know using my image consulting um, I built a multi-million dollar business and my job basically was developing other women to be successful as entrepreneurs um, and I developed 18 high-level leaders um, we had cumulate all over you know the course of almost 30 years, uh, about 7,000 people. Um, and I learned a few things <laughs> about working with women and um, allowing them to stand in their greatness and their power. And of course, because I was in the image industry, that was a, a piece of it. But what I learned and what I'd love everybody to hear is that um, 
you know, when we show up fully present, when we're confident, people notice, like, who is that person? Like, so have you ever walked into a room or maybe a Zoom and you see somebody and you're like, you're drawn to them, like whatever it might be. Maybe they're just super smart. They're funny. Maybe they are, uh, you just like a characteristic about them, but it usually has something to do with that presence. And so, uh, being a leader, a thought leader, being um, an, a high-level executive, we have to have that skill set, those soft skills that go along to elevate our leadership and um, to our presence. So it's a very important piece that sometimes people think is fluffy, like you said, or, or it's just the beauty thing, but we just have to look at it in a different way. It's just the self-awareness. So how are we showing up? Are we paying attention to the detail? Do we, you know, we don't care about our scuff shoes or, um, you know, like our fingernails are, are uh, unkept or, you know, whatever. Um, those little details can say so many different things. So um, I just always think of think of image as a, a tool in your toolbox. Use it to your advantage. It's like your uh, superpower weapon that you know when you're speaking. Uh, because I work with tons of speakers, uh, and you know when you show up, if you've ever heard a speaker before, and you know something about either what they're wearing or the background or whatever is distracting, you can't even hear what they're saying. It right. Um, it comes down to the verbal and the nonverbal uh, communication and the, the intonations in their voice. And so, and I think particularly because you work mainly with women, right? Mainly. Yes. And two good men. Yes. Uh -huh. So I think I know from my own personal experience of, of what I've witnessed, shall we say, and I, I work with a lot of, a lot of women and, and female empowerment groups. And I noticed that a lot of the time, the way that they, they seem to have all the things in the toolbox, right? They sorted out the background, they put the makeup on, but yet their message just doesn't come across despite that. So what would you say about that? What, what can they do to improve that? Because I think women particularly when, when we think about this time, uh, I, was, I think I was, I was writing about this in a, in a recent article, this idea that obviously when we're in the office, we, we can exude a certain presence, right? You know, we can be there in our suits and power dress and all the rest of it. Because a lot of the time women really do, can lack a lot of confidence, right? And so it yeah. becomes even harder to try to create that impression of confidence yeah putting it in inverted commas now through a screen it's hard enough to do it in the office space and even harder when we do it in a screen so what, what would you want to say about that and how can you help about how to convey confidence on the screen is that what yeah because it's yeah. even more challenging isn't it it's even more challenging because you you it specialize is. now in helping people with their zoom and their zoom rooms and their digital presence right um, in a world where we are so much more digital. So where we already potentially, you know, we have a screen, right? It's already a screen and a mask that's over us. And yet we need to get this energy across. So it's even more challenging than when we're in presence. You know, it's the same as like, say you listen to a speaker on the stage 
it's gonna it's different you know how can we create that same energy when we're then speaking and having to capture attention on the screen when there are so many other things to distract us like we said you could be talking um just oh hang on i've got a notification and oh actually you know what? i'm just gonna nip off and go and make myself a cup of tea because nobody's looking so how can we get people to listen to us and focus the stage is yours <laughs> Well, first of all, before you ever get on camera, the most important thing you could do, whether you're going to be speaking yourself, just like I did, I'll share my little ritual, you know, um, in a second. But, uh, you know, if you're going to be in a group meeting, both, you must get grounded. You must check your environment. I mean, many people, they've got kids. Oh my gosh. If, if you want to see what not to do, go on YouTube and just Google um, Zoom uh, bloopers. <laughs> And I was preparing for a speech. Yeah, Zoom bloopers. And oh my God, there was um, a TV correspondent being interviewed. I think it was on BBC. And he's got his whole office set up and um, he's being interviewed. And he's in a suit, you know, he looks the part, it's all good. And his daughter, who's, uh, I don't know, seven, you know, young, comes in in her bunny onesie. <laughs> looking adorable but barges right into the interview and he is so thrown off guard like he can't even finish a sentence and the and the you know interviewer is like joking about it and he's like oh look your daughter you know she comes in and then the mom comes in and she's like basically trying to hijack the you know her uh, and it, and he's totally rattled, so he can't even get you know refocused again because of this huge distraction. So, you know, one, let everybody know in your space. Okay, look, I'm going to be on this meeting. I'm on camera. This is really important. You know, check your space if you can. Close the door. You know, whatever that looks like, um, and make sure that there's not going to be distracting sounds. Hey, you know, stuff happens. It makes you real. It's not going to be perfect. It just is our world right now, but do what you can, you know, to make, make it a, a space, you know, so your cat doesn't come and start licking your face or something. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, so check your, your, you know, make sure you get grounded and then do it exercise yourself. So, you know, being mindful, doing some deep breathing exercises, um, you know, meditation, if it's in your practice or prayer, or whatever that might look like for you, but really get grounded and centered before you get online. Do some, um, you can do, uh, I love Tony Robbins, like 14 minute ritual where you do the, you know, just to elevate your energy before you get on that. And that's a great way so that you can, you know, exude it even on the screen. Right? I know that's what I do before I get on a coaching call with somebody because it already opens me up and it raises my energy. So then I'm tapping into, into intuition. So yeah, you could just dance to your favorite track, right? Yeah. Not only that works, anything, raise your vibration. That's the bottom line, right? Yeah, right. Um, for sure. And then the other key, it, really like I would let, if I, I'm looking at you like this and so you can probably see my eyes went down. The whole time I am looking at that little pin dot camera <laughs> and I can't really see anything else because um, so many of us, we tend to look at ourselves on the camera and that's kind of distracting. You know, we're not used to looking at ourselves, right? And so I think, talk about confidence, that's a big distractor. So you can just take um, a post-it note 
and literally put that post-it note over your own little square so you don't look at yourself. I love that idea. Wonderful. Yes, that's good. And then that way it allows you to be 100% present to that person as much as possible. You feel like you're making that eye contact with them so that they feel like so that's just one little tip about how to be 100% present or two okay. tips. <laughs> and what about, um, so then when you're trying to, like I said, still exude confidence um, or, um, or create or hold people's attention, because that's sometimes that's the physical, what can people do energetically? And because what springs to mind is, do we need to over-exaggerate on screen? The same ways we would over-exaggerate makeup, for example. Right, yes. Um, I think, you know, it's important that you don't want to be talking like this and it's very distracting and, you know, like that. I, I think it's almost that you really want to be framed. You want to be kind of leaning in. You want to make sure that you're exactly at eye level, that you're looking at the camera, um, that those are probably the best practices. You know what? So many people come to me because they don't have the confidence on camera. I mean, they're rock star leaders and speakers, but it's just a different medium. You know, it's uh, like I said, you, you're not used to looking at yourself. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think it's important that we just uh, have to know that we are really amazing, whether it's the affirmations of, of pulling out the qualities and reminding yourself of how beautiful you are and how uh, intelligent you are and how much you have to offer other people. Um, maybe you need to look in the mirror and practice that. You know, I think you talk about that in your book as well, right? Is having that daily practices of um, loving yourself, you know, um, as we are. Um, so that's, yeah. So what I'm hearing from you, again, it just comes down so much to energy that, yes, as an image consultant, you will help someone very much with the background, the makeup, the hair, the dress, the body posture, so that people don't make that seven second judgment in a negative way. But then also, it certainly sounds like you go a hell of a lot deeper with a client so that energetically they exude the confidence and are able to show people through the camera who they truly are. Absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, I think what sets me apart from just another image consultant or even a stylist, if you will, somebody that dresses somebody for a camera shoot or whatever, is just you know, I really take the approach of the whole person. So <clears throat> we go through like, what are their, just as you would your own values, the guiding principles that help you to make decisions and move through your life and purpose and passion. Um, I do the same with what I call fashion values to understand what's important to you. Because just like you said, somebody might not, aesthetics might not be the, a top priority. Maybe they just wear clothes because they have to. They'd rather be naked, you know. You know it's a bit, and, and trust me, I have clients that those are their fashion values. And as a matter of fact, I have one uh, high-level financial planner. She deals with, you know, very, very wealthy clients. She's in a male-predominated industry. She's super, uber smart and uh, brilliant in so many different ways, but she could care less about what she wears, but she knows that because of that industry, she has to show up in a, in a way that 
um, communicates her success and her brilliance and her intelligence so that her you know clients and her colleagues and all these men that are you know predominantly in her that she comes across in that powerful way that she is the rock star that she is you know so that confidence people to take notice so typically if i were to come to you and i'd say marcella i need help <laughs> so what would my journey be with you oh gosh so um we do do some inner work first uh, because I want to understand, you know, what are your values? What are your goals? What is it that you want? Um, I have this, uh, as I mentioned, the million dollar style and, and vision board kind of exercise because we have to visualize where it is that we want to go and where are we right now? And then what's that gap look like? You know, what are the steps that we need to take um, that's going to get you from where you are right now to where you want to be and attracting all that you desire? So that could be as simple as like color, you know, determining what your best hair, makeup and wardrobe colors are. Um, and I do that virtually, I've figured all that out. What understanding what your body shape is and what looks flattering on you. It's like how to look 10 pounds thinner without going on a diet, you know? And, and then maybe we have to get in the closet and attack the closet because um, and you and I talked about this, and I, I think that would be another uh, gift that I can give is the seven steps to declutter your closet because energetically, when we hold on to either a former self or um, something that's holding us back, a lot of times it's lurking in that closet. So it could look like clothes that don't fit you anymore, that you're holding on to because you want to get back into them, or, um, oh gosh, one of my, one of the stories that one of my clients um, that I worked with was a high level executive uh, in a male dominated field. And oh my gosh, she had the most amazing closet. Her husband was an architect and it had the ladder that went all the way around. It was like double decker. It was like over the top. Right. And I went in there. It was, yeah, double two. Yeah. It was like fabulous, you know, but it was packed full of clothes. Like, I mean, like you could barely get another thing in there. And so she came to me because she had um, recently, you know, she was in transition. Um, she was no longer in that high power job that had all the, you know, power suits and the padded shoulder, you know, the whole thing and uh, beautiful clothes, super expensive stuff. But she, she felt like she didn't have, uh, she needed permission to let those things go. And what we uncovered, which was so powerful. I mean, it was crazy. I, I feel like I'm the, um, the therapist, you know, sometimes, you know, I really hold the space for other people, you know, to really transform and do self discovery um, around where they are and where they want to go. And for her, it was that uh, this job was like her identity like she really identified that was like who she was and so she couldn't let go of those clothes because that was defining who she was and then we dug a little deeper and it went all the way back to her childhood with her mom telling her what to wear buying her all the clothes so she never had those muscles if you will and making her own decisions around you know, how to dress or present herself or whatever. So it kind of, you know, all stockpiled in there. And once we started that exercise of letting things go, especially like she had things that had the 
um, the tag still on them that she'd never worn before and a significant amount, like thousands of dollars. So, you know, we had to go through that whole process and she started crying. And at first I was like, oh no, like I hurt her feelings or something. And, and what it was is that she just like the floodgates and she released it. We got, you know, we can find or, you know, whatever we got um, those things out of there. And wow, that woman has transformed into amazing things. She's gone on to be a speaker and share her story and um, other aspects of her life. And it was a really pivotal piece that you would never think about something as that exercise. You know what I'm saying? Like getting in the closet and letting go of stuff. I know. Actually, and I know somebody who's actually a male, a man um, who, yeah, it was just, I mean, part of it was an obsession because it was retail therapy, you know, so the buying action is what would cheer him all up. And of course, yeah, this is, that's my area of work. Let's stop distracting ourselves with things that, you know, put, putting icing on the cake. Let's, we got, we got to get the cake right first before we do that. Because otherwise we just do, we're doing all the time, aren't we, to make ourselves feel better. So for him, it was the retail therapy. I mean, thousands and thousands of pounds. He'd never wear the stuff. He just put tags on it. And the other thing that springs to mind from what you were saying is surely as well, people get emotional attachments and memories about clothes. So presumably, say for example, before they had children, it's not just, oh, I might fit into that because I really like that piece of clothing, but there must also be a memory of the person that perhaps they thought they were before and what that clothing represents. Yeah, it's powerful. It is so powerful because um, we talk about visualization and energy, you know, and gratitude and the importance of practicing gratitude. You know, like there's three different levels of gratitude. There's, you know, being grateful for all that is, but there's also the gratitude of, you know, of what we want to manifest and create, you know, it's like, we're grateful for the moment that I'm speaking on camera in front of my ideal audience with, uh, you know, giving amazing value and insight and inspiration to others so that they can be equipped and inspired to make, you know, a difference. So, you know, those practices like that of what it is that you're, or I'm, you know, I've attracted the perfect uh, mate in my life that exudes you know, these qualities and, you know, you, all that as if it's already happened. And that's an important exercise, um, to step into what's, what's next, or, uh, like you were talking about anybody that's getting ready to jump off the cliff right now, because they, they're, they're loving life from working from home or whatever that might look like, you know, or they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know, now's their chance, you know, these are all the, the things that you can do to practice to, or, you know, work with a coach, like you said, uh, to really take that next leap um, so that you can exactly. be the best so, version so of you. Gratitude, engaging in gratitude, of course, as we know, gratitude is a much higher level of energy. You're reading my book, so it comes under level four. So, you know, we're, we're getting up there into consciousness. And I heard you say a few things when you made that gratitude statement. It was, a lot of the stuff was about, you know, I'm grateful about the value that I'm giving and therefore believing in yourself. We need to believe in the value of what we have to offer and what we have to say, which comes down to doing the deeper work, because otherwise the message doesn't come across, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you said yeah. something. That's why I love what you do. You, you were so, I just, 
love your story as well. Like, it's so amazing. <laughs> Everybody you. needs to read your Oh, thank you. Thank you. But yeah, exactly. So, so there was that in your gratitude statement. And as well as, like you said, as well as believing in the outcome as if it's already there. So there are so many layers to even giving, giving gratitude, right? And I love what you do because I think you've seriously opened up some people's eyes into people might be thinking, oh, but, well, why do I want to listen to an image consultant? Well, you're not just talking about image and presence or you're explaining that image and presence doesn't just come from the superficial. It comes so much more from what is inside us, which again comes through the, the energy that we create and exude, right? Oh, and it can come through the screen. It can, it can. So, um, yeah, it can. And the fact that you, you virtually, you can delve into everybody's closets and help them throw out the garbage and get their energy released at the same time. There are so many advantages. So yeah, you, you mentioned a couple of gifts that you would like, like to offer um, and, uh, and, we, and both of them, which would be phenomenal. So I will, the links are gonna come up on the video and also will be in the comments on YouTube. But, um, but for those that are just audio listeners as well, it would be great if we spelt them out. So well, the first one was about the 10 tips. Tell us about that. So that's, um, and we have to type in, it's a bit.ly link, so um, mm -hmm. I don't know how to say it, but um, <clears throat> we can definitely put them in the comments yeah. um, or people can, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn, social media, or my email is marcella at marcellashare.com. So if you can spell it correctly, <laughs> you can get yeah, there. So marcella spelled M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A at Marcella Sherets, S-C-H-E-R-E-R.com, right? So that's one way to get hold of you. And also to just look up your name on LinkedIn is a great way to connect with you as well, which I think particularly for us professionals, I mean, what, what a potential opportunity to have. Like you said, it's professional women, it's speakers, uh, it's anybody who really wants mm -hmm. to, to change the way they feel about themselves really is from what I'm hearing from you, right? From the, the ins I, I always work with people from the inside out and you're working from people from the, from the outside in, but then really recognizing you've got to do the in to get the out. <laughs> in, out, in, out, take it all about. What can I say? <laughs> um, so there's right. all ways to contact yeah. and So, so this tip, this, these two gifts, 10 tips to elevate your virtual image and presence which is a lot about what we've been talking about today, but also a lot more, right? Which will really help people. And the second thing was seven steps to decluttering your closet as well. And obviously you yeah. started to touch on that as well. So to help people actually be able to do that. And of course, people are able to get in touch with you uh, to find out, find out more. And of course, uh, how they can hire you and how you might be able to help them and work with them as well, right? And the book, of course, the book said is on Amazon as well, where you have a chapter in that book, Conversations That Make a Difference, which is, oh my goodness, so much to offer, which is fantastic. I have loved chatting with you today. It's been an absolute privilege and pleasure. I've learned a lot as well, especially the, the, the seven seconds. Mm. That says a huge amount. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for today, Marcella. And uh, I really look forward to, to many more of our conversations, which of course I am completely open to. <laughs>
Okay. So uh, for those of you, that's another wonderful episode of Be Free, Be Fun and Be Fearless. So don't forget to subscribe so that you can find out when our next interview is uh, and keep an eye out for those links, those gifts and the articles that you'll find posted all around as well. So take care for now. I'm Dr. Rena Alpalaki. Be free, be fun, be fearless. Thank you so much for tuning into the Boss Ladies Mindset Channel powered by Crown for Success. Please tune in next week for another episode and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RVP Queens, at The Girl Gang Confidential, at Crown for Success, at Strong Women Are Beautiful and of course at Boss Ladies Mindset.